Welcome to At the Table, a play reading series brought to you by Charging Moose Media. We're releasing a mini season of short 10 to 20 minute pieces produced during self-isolation. These readings are being captured using voice memos on smartphones. This week, we're performing Right as Rain by Joe Swenson. Be sure to also listen to our cast and playwright interview episodes to learn more about this piece and the people involved. Now let's meet our cast. Hi, I'm DC Anderson, and I'm reading Hank Saddlestrom. Hi, my name is David Morantz. I'll be reading Buster Drinkwater. At Rise, Buster is sitting on the end of a dock, his fishing pole in the water. Hank enters and sits on the dock and begins baiting his hook. What a glorious morning, Buster. I couldn't agree more, Hank. You know, it's nice to see you every Sunday morning before church. Sunday morning's fishing off my dock. Feels as right as rain. Except, Except we, we don't, don't like, like rain. rain. <laughs> Jinx! <laughs> I've been coming to this very spot for... Ouch! Damn it! Hooked myself. You're supposed to be catching fish, not your thumb. Son of a biscuit, this one's smart. I've always told you to pinch the hook with your thumb and forefinger. Reminds me of the time we were fishing out in the boat on the other side of the pond. And Buster, you stood up to cast, and the boat got a little wobbly... And as you threw her out there, you managed to hook your ear. But that's not the best part. <laughs> However, the best part of that whole charade was when you screamed like one of them goats. <laughs> it was so loud. <laughs> and you were in so much pain. I was bleeding. All that over a little drop of blood. You ever have a hook tug on your ear? Well, you'd scream like one of them goats, too. Hank sucks blood off of his thumb and goes back to putting a worm on his hook. I'm just not as good as I used to be at hooking that blasted worm. You never were good. I prefer the worm dead. But the fish won't accept that compromise. Come on, Hank. You and I both know that we're not going to catch any fish this morning. Have some compassion for the living and toss that worm in the dirt. Let it carry on. Makes it harder when the pond looks like glass. But it's Sunday morning and it's worth a try. Of course. The company could be better. Hank, I'm right here. I talked to Carrie yesterday. She's getting along fine. Oh, that's good. And the kids? She says she's missing There's something. Well, I miss her too. And next time you see her, let her know that... Remember um... the time I boosted you up into old Gramstead's hickory tree? so that you could take a peek in Carrie's window? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it turned out that Carrie's grandmother was staying the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you saw all of Carrie's grandmother. All of her. We were just kids. How was I supposed to know? It's an image even now I can't seem to suppress. <laughs> but you fell out of that tree, though, and broke your arm. Carrie's cousin came running out to help. If you don't see her grandmother and accidentally fall out of that tree, I don't meet the woman I didn't know I could dream about. Yes, sir. She was a keeper from the start. 
Terry stood at the doorway shouting, Buster, Buster drink, drink water, you, you good for, good for nothing, nothing, hole in the wall, box of rocks. rocks. You best not have been peeping like a pervert into my window with my mama up there. I was a buster who was busted. <laughs> it turned out all right, though, didn't it? Yes, it did. Well, that was a godforsaken haircut you gave yourself. Said you were trying something new. A let mall. What was it again? A let mall. Opposite of a mullet. Right. A let mall. A let mall. <laughs> yep, with a rat's tail. A rat's tail, shaved the back of my head, long top and sideburns for days. Thankfully, Carrie gave you a buzz cut. I fought her on that rat's tail, though. You lost the rat's tail disagreement, but you never grew your hair out again. What about the time you set fire to the McClintock barn out on Route 37 up near Thorndike? <laughs> Good times. Well, not as I recall. In fact, I had to bail your sorry butt out of jail. You know, if Marjorie and Carrie hadn't been cousins... I know. ...then our kids would have been a whole hell of a lot uglier. Ugly as sin. We got lucky with those two pretty ladies. Yeah, I suppose. I think I got the better of the two. Well, Marjorie got the better between us. The let mall. <laughs> That's right. We could probably just let that one die, eh? I'd just be dandy about that. I look out the window to my house every Sunday morning, out of the pond, out the dock. I see you sitting there, and it motivates me to get out of that blasted house and away from that good-for-nothing woman that loves me more than a woman should love a man. Especially now. It's our routine, Hank. I wouldn't miss our Sunday morning fishing for anything. Hank finally gets the worm on the hook. I'm gonna miss this. I don't follow. I'm gonna miss coming down here and not catching fish. What do you mean? Hank, breakfast. Right there, darling. Before it gets cold, dear. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, but in a few minutes. Just breaking the news to Buster. What news, Hank? We've sold the house, Finn. No. Tell me that you're yanking my chain. I wish I was kidding. What about our Sunday mornings? This means that our Sunday mornings will sadly come to an end. It's for the better, anyway. For the better? What kind of foolish nonsense is that? We've been coming down this very spot since we were tadpole. Hank? Well, you can't sell the house. It's just that I need to be closer to a medical facility. Oh no, what's wrong? Cancer spread in my stomach. This makes more sense to move into town. Cancer? Oh no. Why haven't you told me this before? Buster stands up, leaving his pole. I hope you'll understand, little buddy. Of course. Uh, who knows? Uh, maybe I'll be seeing you soon. Marjorie enters. Hi, Marge. Marjorie walks past Buster without acknowledging him, towards Hank and stands next to Hank on the dock. Hank, sweetie, I know this means a lot to you, but a warm breakfast also means a lot to you. The kids will be over soon. I know, dear. 
I'm just wrapping up here. Okay, sweetheart. See you in a minute. Yeah, in a minute. Marjorie kisses Hank on the forehead and exits past Buster. Love you, Bunches! Buster starts to exit. So you see, buddy, I've seen that maybe I'm not right as rain. It's taken an act of God to prevent me from spending Sunday mornings down here with you. You might never know how much I've appreciated these Sunday mornings. Only one missed Sunday morning in the last 43 years. 16 years ago. The car accident. If I had known then what I know now, never would have happened that way. I'd still be here. Buster, you got any pull up there? I'd like to spend a little more time down here, if that's okay. Marjorie, I'm sure, would really appreciate it. Hank stands up and slowly exits, walking past Buster without acknowledging him. Buster goes to place a hand on Hank as he walks by, but doesn't. I'll see you soon. But not too soon. End of play. the table a play reading series is produced by charging moose media our artistic director and senior producer is rachel flynn editor is ned donovan associate producer is megan bagala music this week is by marcus thorne bagala special thanks to our playwright joe swenson and our cast dc anderson and david morantz be sure to tune in to our cast interview and playwright interview episodes where you can learn more about the team behind this piece you can find us on social media at at the table plays please connect with us see you next time <laughs>